With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, hello everyone and welcome to Ammo and Danny's Irish Outfield Road. The games are coming thick and fast because the Premier League is back. I am buzzing. I know Ammo is buzzing. I'm going to talk about it, but the games are coming in really, really quickly as we know. Um, what we're going to be doing in this pod today is we're going to be giving you the reaction to the Everton game, to the derby that we had there. Uh, and then we're also going to be previewing the Crystal Palace game and then reviewing Crystal Palace game and it's will be going out on the Thursday night. So first of all, Ammo, Premier League's back. There's a lot of differences, I think, between the Premier League and the German League that we've seen in the last couple of weeks. What what have you made of the sort of first round of fixtures? Oh, I mean, <laughs> well, what can you say? I mean, same old Arsenal, standard. <laughs> Arsenal were shocking, weren't they? Yeah, same old Arsenal. Um, I, I don't really know what to say. Um, I've not caught a lot of the games. I've caught two or three of them. Um, and it's just been really, really, really boring. It's like everyone's too... It's like pre-season felonies where like, everyone's too scared to, like, kind of, you know, um, scared to, like, make an attack or lose, really. Mm. Um, see, like, with the, every year in the Premier League, they have just, like, the bot, like a team come out to nowhere and normally you know, survive from relegation. I just don't see that happening. Um we a lot of draws and a lot of like goal. Like, we've got like one one goal in each game. Like this, it's not been great, has it? Like I mean, and I don't really want to have a go at them because there's no crowd. Then it's not quite the same, and they've not been playing for ages. And I don't really want to start saying, you know, it's not like it used to be because it's never going to be the way it used to be because of what's happened. But the football has been poor, yeah. <laughs> and that's 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 the the brunt of what I'm trying to say here. The actual football itself. Um, has been shocking. <laughs> one of the words that you use, Danny. Um, what, what more can I say? Well, what do you think? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you probably think the same. Like, no. I've, do you know what? I watched every single game. I watched every I've, single game this weekend. Watched all of them. Might not watch the full ninety minutes, but I watched at least 60, 70 minutes of every single game that got played. And yeah, similar to yourself, apart from the first Arsenal game where David Luiz took it into his own hands to entertain. The entire nation 
by yeah. being the worst football that I've ever seen play in my life. Um, yeah, it's generally, I think it's been a little bit of what we expected. It's slow, it's sluggish. Players, we know, and we'll get to the derby in a minute because the derby was abysmal, but we know that the fans carry teams. You carry teams for maybe that last 10, 15 minutes when you feel like you need that boost. The fans really kick in. And I think one yeah. of the things that I hope that we learn from this situation as the football carries on is how important fans are to football, far more so than the money side of it. Sky Sports, for me, they're trying to big it up and normalise it with the, with the crowd and all and all the sound effects and all. Uh, but all it's showing is that football is nothing without the fans there watching it. It's so, 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 um, and yeah, I mean, it's having to take people like Sergio Bob to um, <laughs> to entertain the nation if the football's that poor, yeah. Um, what can I say? What can I say? I mean, you're right, Danny, it's been awful, hasn't it? But yeah, we're all fans, football's nothing, is it, you know? I know. As you said, Arsenal have definitely made it interesting. Arsenal played two games, obviously, very first game, one of the first games that started, second game in, wasn't it? Um, and then they played there just yesterday, and they were just the the poor to watch at the minute. Arsenal, aren't they? Just before we go on to the whole Liverpool side of it, Arsenal just they look like they might drop quite far down the table, Jordan. This run, I think the only decent goal seen is one in the Wolves game. You know that it was a nemesis that folly. It was a, it was a yeah, the back post. It was a yeah, that's probably the only there. decent goal I've probably seen. Um, there was a good goal from Matt Richard the weekend as well from Newcastle, I suppose. Uh, mm. But yeah, it's not, you know, it's not been great. Let, let's let's be honest, it's not been great, has it? Let, let's just put it like that. There's only one way to go. Um, we're happy it's back, but um, I think by the time it starts speaking, it'll be over, which will be interesting. But um, listen, we can't complain because what, what, what was the alternative? No football, so you can't really complain. Exactly, and that's the thing is that I'm sitting here and I'm saying that it's boring and all the rest of it, and the standard wasn't great. But I know that City are playing tonight, and I know that I'll be tuning in watching it. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to stop watching um, but yeah but speaking about rubbish football we had a derby match yesterday against Did Everton it was bigged up Sutton shocking that this was going to be the game of the weekend everything was riled up towards it uh, Everton even put the boot in a little bit I don't know whether you noticed in the game that the changing rooms have been absolutely fine all weekend with every single stadium it gets to the derby Social distancing seems to cause a bit of a problem and Liverpool have to change in a porter cabin outside of the football ground. So everything was kind of geared up for like, this is going to be the big rivalry game of the weekend. And it just kind of died a death, didn't it? What what did you, did you watch it? And what, did, what did you make of it? Of course, what's the, yeah, I mean, it was weird seeing the players come out looking like the back entrance. That was, you know, a bit mad. Um, I mean, what can I say? <laughs> I mean, there's no really way, real way to describe it for from poor. I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of derbies end up like this crowd or no crowd. Um, Everton always had this thing at Goodison Park where they just try and frustrate Liverpool and they try and um, they're trying to keep it you know, tight until 17 minutes and they're trying to win a set piece. And you know, in the actual game, they had the best chances, actually, believe it, you know, which was quite mad. Yeah. Um, I was watching with a couple of people, and you know, it was just. Do you know what? It just went from bad to worse, I think. We missed Andy Robert left-back. Mm. Um, I think we missed Salah. Um, Minamino looked okay in the first half. Um, but the fact that he came off at half-time just shows the clock wasn't really impressed. Um, he needs time to adapt to the English game. Um, I don't know what to say. It just seemed like 
we were nervous. Um, and we just weren't playing that free-flowing football that like we've been used to seeing Liverpool play this season. Um, also, I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to agree with you here, Danny. I mean, it went from bad to worse, and then on the 17th minute, Dejan Lovren come on. And it was just like... <laughs> it was just... <laughs> He looked like a he looked like a duck out of water, didn't he? I don't know. He, I mean, he brought the entertainment. Let, let, let's uh, let's get your thoughts on Dejan Love and coming on, and then we can have a normal conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I think I texted you didn't I when he came on, <laughs> so, um, because he just yeah, similar to what you said. The second he came on, he he just he was, as I said to you in that message, it was the best substitution that Everton had made all game, bringing Dejan <laughs> Love on because yeah. he gave them so many chances. He, he slipped over in the box. He didn't track his man tight enough. He allowed them to put the crosses in. He allowed them to play balls. He was just, he was all over the place when he came on. I think, uh, I hate to say this and I agree with you, but I think no one looked like scoring. And then Dejan Lovren come on and Everett looked like scoring. And yeah. that, was kind of, <laughs> that was it. Like, I mean, he slipped, he slipped over his own feet twice um, <laughs> in like one movement, which is which is, is an achievement in itself. And I don't, I don't, do you know what? I don't want to sit here. And start slagging you know, Liverpool players off. That's not our style. I know you're not a fan of Lovren, but I know you respect these professionals and stuff like that. But I mean, that was the only thing to think in the game about Lovren. Is, is, I'd probably actually agree that he's probably not up to Liverpool standards when he can't. You know, Everton have got nothing really. I mean, with Charlton, I would be ashamed if I was him. He spent more time on the floor than on, on his feet. Yeah. As a, as a professional footballer, imagine spending more time on, on the floor than on your feet. Um, but then that's what it's all about for everyone, is it? It's about frustrating Liverpool. It's about getting stuck in and annoying them and stopping them from playing free-flowing football. And it was, I think Everton would be probably buzzing with that result. Um, I've seen everyone on, on Facebook putting you know, big family portraits up of them all and Everton gets you know, all buzzing <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a nil-nil draw. Like, and it's, you know, it's... I don't know what to say, Danny. The football was awful. The game was awful. Um, I just want to forget about it, really. Um, yeah. Everton will probably buzzing about it, you know. But I mean, <laughs> I will say, I will say in his defence, and I suppose in Klopp's defence as well, I can see why Klopp brought Lovren on. I think the only time we looked even partially threatening was from corners. So I can see yeah. why he brought on the extra centre back to try and get that goal in the air. And Lovren is good in the air, and we'll be honest, he's he's good ahead and good in the opposition box. So I can see why Klopp done it. But a lot of Klopp's substitutions and even a starting lineup for me didn't make sense. I just think that Oxley Chamberlain had to start that game, and I, I think yeah. he should have started instead of Minamino, and I think he did give us a better chance. But Danny, when he came on, he did nothing. Yeah, and that, and so that, that is that, 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 that was another one. And then um, I think we missed Robert left back as much as Milner does a job. Uh, we missed him at left back, and then we know Gomez is more of a centre back than a full back anyway. Um, I think I mean, the, if I, if I, I know I'm really clutching stories to take positives about the game. You know, I think Arnold was okay. I thought Henderson put a good shift in as usual. Um, I thought that Manny was promising at times, but I think Seamus Coleman the game of his life. He's come up in previous spots. He mm. kind of kept Manny quite quiet to his credit. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's not really a lot more I can say except for there wasn't a lot. It's kind of one of those. It's, you're not going to remember, it, are we? In a, in a, in, in, in a long while like, it'll be forgotten quite quickly like. yeah no I totally agree with you as you said I think the players just looked rusty even even Arnold Arnold probably was one of the standout players for Liverpool obviously Van Dijk was solid again not looked like it was getting past him at any point um, but yeah Arnold was probably the standout player but even then he was 
he was missing four out of ten passes that he was making, and he just looked rusty. And I think to certainly we would expect in that first week that it was going to be slow, it was going to be lethargic. They've got to get used to the fact that they're used to playing in high pressure games where the adrenaline's running with 60,000 fans, and suddenly you're playing in front of a handful of people. Um, so it's going to be hard for them. And that hopefully that first week is an adjustment and it starts to get better from here. But as you said, it's it's not one you're going to write home about. But you know what? I mean, we are, let's let's try to look at the positives here. It's one point closer, you know. And it's we haven't won this league yet. I I was sitting there and I was giving it the big all and the flags are out already and, and we have more or less won it. But until it's actually done, you know, in the moment, it's one step closer. You know, it would be the greatest probably. Football and upset in the world if we didn't win this league or the history of football. Oh, no, no. Um, so we have to just get it done, and it's one step closer. You know, I was chatting to people and they were going this and that. Hey, I'd take I'd take six nil nil draws right now to win this league. That's mm. that's it. Let's just win the league and you know have our day, have our moment. You know, and that's what Klopp said in his interview afterwards, didn't he? He said we're not the type of team that's so cocky that we wouldn't take a nil nil and take one point from Goodison. And as you said, in previous years, Goodison's a hard place to go to. Ancelotti, and I suppose I will give him his credit, Ancelotti is a great tactical manager. And he knows how to set his team up. And for him in such a short time to train Everton and drill them, to to play the way they were, to change formation with the ball and without the ball, he does frustrate Liverpool when he's he's been at Everton and when he's been at previous teams. Um, He knows how to set his team up well against good attacking teams. Um, so it was, but yeah, as you said, I would take I would take five, six, nil nils on the bounce and get the league wrapped up that way. It wouldn't bother me. It just has to get it done. And it, it just makes me laugh because I always think to myself, at the start of the season when we started doing these podcasts, you said to me, Liverpool are definitely winning the league, and I said, Oh, I'm going to hear this from you all season. It's the <laughs> longest season ever to, be able to hear you saying about this every single week. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I, it's one of them where, like, you know. You get you get caught away sometimes, but when you're watching that yesterday, you're sitting there thinking, you know, those nil-nil games that you know, we, oh, that game that we were in yesterday, and you think of the Watford game and stuff, they could easily be one nil defeat sometimes if we're not, not, you know, and you just you just get a little bit scared. But I think yesterday, the big thing is that we were missing Salah yesterday, big time. I mean, we look, we all love Salah, but I think this season Marnie has been far better, and we kind of sometimes maybe unappreciate the effect that Salah, Salah, you know, has on Liverpool, mm. even if he doesn't have his best game. He seems to always have an impact on the game or have a chance or create something, you know. So Salah, I think that you know, a fifth Salah in that game yesterday probably would have made it an influence on the game. Oh yeah. And um, so we missed him, which was unfortunate. But hopefully he's back, you know, fit and firing for Palace, you know. Hopefully so. And that's what we're going to go into here is talking a little bit about the build-up to the Palace game. So if we're playing Palace in a couple of days' time. Um, how do you think we're going to look? We're playing obviously away. Um, it's going to be an interesting one to be able to see. Are we playing away or is it home? No, we're playing at home, Danny. We're playing at home, yeah. aren't we? Messed yeah. up. There. Um, just just said it. Danny is our producer as well as presenter. He's, he's, a, he's a multi-talented man, and I hope he doesn't edit that out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we're all entitled to a mistake or two. Um, so we're going to be it's at Anfield. Home, I think it makes. Yeah. I think playing at Anfield makes a little difference now with the with the crowd and all the rest of it. Um, what, how do you see this game going? Because Crystal Palace, in fairness, had a decent game when they played the other day. Uh, really great free kick from Milivojevic, right in the yeah. top bin. Um, how, how can you see us fading against them? Yeah, there's just, I mean, 
I it was what we discussed this, you know, weeks ago. We could have won the title against Everton, against Crystal Palace, and against Manchester City. Mm. Um, and the Penrith goes on tonight against Burnley and City, and um, we could still win it against Palace, which I would love. Um, I think the thing about Palace is they're just a very solid mid-table club. Um, you know, the team that you know, I think if they they got relegated, they'd be gutted. But if they got into Europa League, they're seeing they're probably gutted as well because they, they probably couldn't cope with it with the, the small squad. So they're a decent mid-table team. And against Liverpool, they've been a bit of a bogey team um, over the last 10 years. There's been a couple of results where they've always kind of come up with something. Yeah. Um, they've dangerous players. Wilfred Tahar, you know, Miller Voyager, a free kick's great. Um, ben Tacky coming back into Liverpool, he never really hit the, far, you know, the, the cylinders far at Liverpool. So he'll have a point to prove and he seems to get in a run of games. He's not scoring, but he seems like the type of player that probably bloody score against us, you know. Um, I think we just need to make it about Liverpool. You know, bigger picture on field. Um, all the players, um, hopefully Salabach, um, maybe give the Oxford a start, um, and just make it all about Liverpool, not make it about Palace, because that's what we've done good this season, Danny. Is when Liverpool have been Liverpool, we haven't needed to discuss the other team. Yeah. What's kind of happened, maybe in, in a few games recently, you know, before the lockdown, is They've been scrappy games and you've been talking a bit more about the opposition. So I don't really want to talk about Palace. They've got obvious threats, you know, it's a hard being the main one, but I, I see a comfortable victory for Liverpool. Um I'm gonna go about three or four nil. Um I think we've got the, the the rustiness out of us against Everton and we should just go go all in against Palace. Um and yeah, I, I can see Liverpool winning comfortably, but I mean we're all what's happened after lockdown, all these football results. I mean, who knows? I, I just—it's it's so hard to say. Like watching Liverpool there against Everton, is, is it, it hasn't given me any kind of insight into what we're going to be like against Palace. I think I'm just hoping that we're going to be good. You know? Yeah. What about yourself? As you said, it's going to be interesting. We've never ever seen so many nil nils at half time as we have done in this last round of fixtures. So I think the atmosphere and everything is, is playing a huge part in the game. And I can't see it being a big scoreline. I hope it is. I hope that it goes more the way you're predicting. Um, but I can see us maybe, I can see it maybe being like a 2-1. I think Crystal Palace will be going for the, the running down the wings, as you said. They've got the likes of Sahar, they've got Van Arnholt, they've got boys that can really... Townsend. Yeah, boys that have got a lot of pace in them. Or... They don't necessarily always have a finishing product, and I and I think Crystal Palace will be going for Liverpool because they know if they if they play the way they normally do, getting the ball down the flanks, whipping it into the box, Van Dijk's going to deal with that all day, and they won't yeah. have a chance. And I think what they're going for will be trying to get those set pieces on the edge of the box. Milivojevic is ridiculously good at putting that ball right up into the top corners off set pieces, and I think that's how they're going to line up against us and I think they will get a goal from it but but I, I can see us being I can see it being a 2-1 I think Liverpool will have a point to prove after not scoring on the week yeah but th- this is the thing is I, I worry I mean I've said in just then I don't really want to make it about Palace but I mean they've got nothing to lose have they it's, it's, it's a completely free hit for them yeah. I think they're going to Anfield against the, you know, the will be league champions they're not expected to do anything and sometimes sometimes that's a bit of a dangerous you know also with the way the the games are going at the moment now the games is one game live every day, and all the eyes are going to be on this match. Yeah. So like they, they, they can put up a show against everyone. You know, they might have the crowd there, but the whole country's going to be watching. The whole world probably. Mm. And uh, they've just got nothing, nothing to lose. And that's that's a scary, scary, scary thing. You know, when you've got a team that's got nothing to lose. Um. So yeah, I just think we need to make it about Liverpool. We play well and worry not worry about the opposition. Um. 
but yet they're a solid team and like like we say about Carl and Shostley he's been round the block so was Roy Hodgson mm-hmm. he wasn't great at Liverpool we know but he's been round the block he knows how to how to set up a team yeah yeah he does you know so then it's going to be no gimme mm. um, but hopefully it should be a comfortable victory um, if we play to our potential but I mean, is our, are we ever going to play to our potential? Is 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 a question for you, Danny? Is this pandemic going to kind of, you know, shar our title win as such? Because um, seasons gone by, you talk about the Arsenal Invincibles, which you mentioned, and we got shot in the arm and other great teams. Because this pandemic, Liverpool aren't going to play uh, to their peak probably for most of the, the last of the games now. So it could tarnish our our victory, you know, and we we might not hit the hundred points that we want to do. So. Um, do you think that could be come into it? It's hard. There's a lot of different things that are going to come into this, I think. I think one, I think no matter what, the title is always going to be overshadowed by what has happened this year. With the pandemic and everything like that, we're going to remember 2020 for what has happened globally rather than what has happened for Liverpool. Um, yeah. Second, I think one of the big things that they were talking about on the radio and talk sport that I was listening to is the fact that players are playing without pressure. There's not those fans in the stadium getting on the back. There's not that worry for those sort of mid-table teams, lower end of the yeah. table teams. They're not playing with that pressure of the crowd on them anymore. Liverpool are still playing with pressure on them. They know yeah. they've got to get this league wrapped up. And yeah. so they're playing with pressure, irregardless of whether there's a crowd or not. And it's almost the crowd helps them as opposed to hinders them. So I think Liverpool have got a lot more pressure on them now than what they did before the lockdown and when we didn't yeah. have fans. Um, I just think the main thing is, is that we just need to get it done get the victory against Palace hopefully do it against City which would be quite sweet um, and yeah and then we can have our have our celebration however it may be um, yeah. it, it's weird though because as each game goes by you think to yourself say we did draw, draw a couple and it was a few more games down the line like what are the what are the, the guidelines going to be like then and we'll be able to celebrate it a little bit more you know that mm. type of way that's been coming across from my mind you know, maybe Maybe have five draws and then finish off with a victory because by then we'll be able to celebrate it, you know, <laughs> properly. But it's um, that's just wishful thinking. I think at the end of the day, um, Palace are a hard team. It's no gimme as I said before. Um, and yeah, any type of victory, I'll be put somewhere. Um, and I just, I'd like to see the likes of Salah get on the pitch because yeah, great. I think um, as much as he's not as great a season as push yet, his previous seasons have been that great that if if this was his first season, he'd still be going, hey, great player, fabulous. So I think he just needs to get having Sal on the pitch for Liverpool. We're a different kind of a different machine, you know. Yeah, I think when all three of them are working together, we look amazing. And that's the question I'm going to come to in a minute. But I want to ask you first: give me give me a score prediction. What what nail it down? What do you think it's going to be? Palace White. I'm going to say I'm going to be confident. You know me. Um, I'm going to go three nil Liverpool. Um, I see having Allison in that. As much as we like Adrian. Um, that's a difference as well. Now, if you think about it, if it wasn't for the lockdown, um, Alisson might not have been fit for these games. So, it's good to have um, Alisson back. So, yeah, I can see a comfortable victory. Um, what about yourself? I'm going to go 2-1. I just think if Crystal Palace can get a free kick, so on the edge of our box, I think they've got a real chance of getting that in. I think I've seen some of Milivojevic's free kicks and I think the best keepers in the world can't save them. Um, so I'm going to go 2-1 I think it's going to be tight I think it's going to be low scored and there hasn't been any big scoring games so far um, so I'm, I'm going to go 2-1 it's, um, it's going to be interesting because we're literally going straight from um, the Everton reaction and Crystal Palace reaction straight into the, the Palace you know, reaction 
um, in the same pod. So although we're recording this a few days apart, the actions go straight from this to this. So it'll be interesting to see people listening to see if we're right or not. So we could very um, quickly look very stupid. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is going to be interesting. <laughs> so there you go. But yeah, um, as I say, main thing is that we win. That's it. Doesn't really matter about anything else, does it? You know. And I think looking ahead, obviously, to the rest of the games and as we look into the summer and everything that's going to happen with the transfer market, it was mentioned yesterday about do you think that Liverpool need to invest in another top-class striker? Our, our front three, as we've said, look amazing when they're all playing together. But if we suddenly have a long-term injury for one of them, as we've seen in the Everton game, we look a little bit shaky and there's no one really. I'd, I would say the next one in line to take that front three will be Divock Origi. And he's just he's not at the level of your of your Salah or a Mane. So do you think we need to invest? The pr- Here's the problem, Danny, and I think I speak for a lot of Liverpool fans here, is that who are we gonna get that that's that, that is that good that'll sit on the bench? You know like what like Werner went to Chelsea, like that Tino you know, Werner. That, that you know, he was he, he felt fitted that mould. Um, I think like Origi he's kinda happy enough to sit on the bench. Um it's so hard, Danny. I mean in an ideal world, yes, we get someone and we do like what the Galacticos do a few years ago or that Chelsea team of five, six years ago where they were literally bringing like for like on and, and the players are happy to do it. It's kind of like what City do a little bit now with like, you know, like see Mares and your Sterlings and your Silvers and, you know, they've got Jesus and Aguero. But, I mean, see all those players that are doing that at City, they have won so many trophies. Liverpool mm-hmm. have only won potentially a couple, so a player's going to be happy to do that. The answer is, Danny, yes, it'd be great to get another quality striker, and you'd never say no, but, I mean, who's going to come to Liverpool? Maybe, what, Aubameyang? He could come on the free, maybe it'd be a good option. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, Danny. I, yes, uh, the answer to your question is yes, but I just don't see anyone coming. I mean, there's been talk, hasn't he, for ages about Mbappe, and I would absolutely love to see that, but mm-hmm. Salah or Mane aren't going to sit on the bench. Yeah, I think we would have to lose one of them in order to gain someone like Mbappe. So if I ask you a different question, I'll word it differently. In the sense of, especially because there's been a lot of talk recently, if we can manage staying with who we've got, having the likes of Origi, Minamino, happy to come off the bench, obviously the train is really pulling out on the fact that we may end up getting Coutinho back. Does that give us an added option? in terms of a midfielder instead. I have discussed this a lot with Liverpool fans, Danny. And see people that are saying they wouldn't take Coutinho back need to catch themselves on, as the Mm -hmm. Irish would say. Anyone in the right... Then they look at Coutinho. Okay, he left Liverpool. Okay, he spat his dummy out. But he's Brazilian. It's his dream to play at Barcelona or Real Madrid. It's all the South American's dream. Look at Suarez. Mm -hmm. right? So Coutinho's gone to Barcelona. And okay, he hasn't been this roaring success. But if you look at statistics... He still scored plenty of goals. One of them against United in the Champions League was brilliant. And then, OK, so it hasn't quite been what they wanted at Barcelona, so he's went alone to Bayern Munich. Yeah. It's not this fall from grace that, that people have said. He's literally gone from Liverpool to Barcelona to Bayern Munich and probably back to Liverpool. Everyone knows his quality and the, and the, the teams he's linked with outside Liverpool. And the likes of Man United, the likes of Spurs is. So I would take Coutinho back in a heartbeat. He might not start every week, but he would definitely get enough games to wait, um, to be happy because you know we're not many competitions and stuff. Mm. Um, I would take Coutinho back in an absolute heartbeat. And any Liverpool fans that says they don't want him, they need to catch themselves on because he is he's 28. He's got five, six years in him, you know, of his, on, on the top level. 
and he, he can see in that game yesterday he could have picked that little pass do you know yeah. I really 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 think that um, he would be a, he would be a great addition to the squad and he can play he can play in the three midfield or he can play in the front three so it's it gives you a bit more a few more options doesn't it a bit like you know a bit like Shakiri can but then the likes of Shakiri's and maybe Harvey Elliott's probably a bit too young and as you say Rigi's a little bit below but our front three that good that you're not going to find anyone that's going to come to the front the bench Coutinho probably might you know so, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think we either need to really... As you said, I don't think any of our front three would want to sit on the bench. I would be more inclined to either get a really good number nine, that's a sort of 20, 30 goal a season striker, and move Firmino back into that number 10, or I'd be more inclined to get a good attacking midfielder, maybe bring back Coutinho um, or get someone of that calibre um, to come in and play in that position to be able to help that even if we have got a slightly weakened front three, we bring on an Origi or a Minamino or someone like that, it doesn't matter because we've got that help. And that's what we've always had. Liverpool have always had that that extra runner from midfield that can score goals. That's one of the things we're lacking. We rely heavily on our front three because our midfield, we we, we miss a, a Gerrard, we miss a 20-goal-a-season midfielder that can smash them in. We don't have that at the minute. If we can bring in someone like Coutinho, solves that problem and it gives us that extra attacking option that we need, really. Well, also, I mean, let's be honest, football fans are fickle, aren't we? So, Coutinho comes in, gets a few goals, a few big goals, always forgiven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's how it works, like I won't even mention, you know, so, I think, taking aside that he's played for Liverpool, the taking aside what's going on, he's actually the perfect fit for Liverpool. Mm. You know, and he, he, you know he's, he's, he's proved he can do it, so, I would bring him back with open arms, 100%. Well, only time will tell, and um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in this Crystal Palace game. Now, as we've said at the start of this pod, we are going to be doing two together, because the games are coming so thick and fast at the minute, uh, that we want to try and get in all the reactions, uh, all the drama, all the highlights, all at the same time. So we're going to be taking a break, and when we come back, we're going to be coming back with our live reaction to what happened at the Crystal Palace game. Right, so welcome back to Hamill and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Now, as we said before, we've done the whole review of the Crystal Palace game and we are back now with our review of... Sorry, of the Derby. And now we're back with our review of the Crystal Palace game. Um, it's a crazy long pod, this one, but um, what a contrast in games. Now, tell me what you thought about this Crystal Palace match. Well, uh, first of all, let's put it out there. It's now, as we're recording, it's now 11 minutes to 7 in the morning. So I can understand that we blipped from you there, Danny. Um, what can I say? I mean, it was it was like chalk and cheese, wasn't it? It was back to watching the... How good was that feeling? So let's just all take a moment. I, I mean, you and massive fans, Danny. We sat there and we, we didn't just win the game 4-0. Because I've seen the pool win 4-0 and not play well. It's just opposition caved in. Mm. Um, we played brilliant. That was a good nine out of ten performance, I think. Um, it starts off at Arnold, didn't it? What a free kicker! Oh, it was great, wasn't it? Just that you just you just felt that he he was going to score it no matter what. As soon as it teed up, you thought to yourself, "This is going in." Like he just looked confidently. That's just, and uh, I think as the commentator said, uh, the commentator character said it was Beckham S, and it was. Mm. Um, what can I say? The scouts are in our team. The scouser in our team, Alexander Arnold, Alexander Arnold, Alexander Arnold. The scouser in our team. <laughs> I'm sure, everyone's missed your singing along these on these. Uh, 
I've messed up myself. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, great free kick. Um, and I mean, that, that, that second goal from Salah, you know, the wee little dink from Fabinho. And, and that's what we missed in the derby with Salah, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, we did. You can tell that we were a completely different team with Robertson and Salah in it. Just the intensity level just went up that sort of next year, which was which was good to see, especially after that derby and how, how boring it was, really. It was nice to see the team step up and want to get that win. I think uh, the thing about Robinson as well is, I mean, um, I think for ability level, Robinson is is definitely a, a fantastic left-back. And, um, and, you know, his assists speak for themselves, as what he's achieved at Liverpool speaks for themselves, where he's come from, speaks for itself but his determination is like someone I've never ever seen on the ball. He literally never gives up. Every ball he can, even if he misplaces a pass by half a yard or ten yards, he'll be chasing it and he'll be chasing it and he'll be chasing it. And it just puts that like see the high press that year and Klopp and this Liverpool team are the best at. Um, I think Andy Robinson is just one of the front runners in in that. Anything that goes round down like the the right hand side of the opposition, his side, he doesn't give up. Like, Toon's there, right back, gets the ball, Robbo's on him. Yeah. And it's just, it's relentless. And I think, you, you know, you don't realise how much you miss someone until, you know, you haven't got him. What a performance, Danny. I mean, the football was unbelievable. Fabinho, what a goal. And uh, Fabinho's performance, for me, was just outstanding. Like, I think I said in an earlier pod a little while ago how much we miss a character like Fabinho, someone who is prepared to put the graft in do well, but like he's a he's a real warrior in the middle of the park, and I think we've kind of missed that, and a lot of teams miss that. Someone who's prepared, like a sort of Patrick Vieira esque type player, who's prepared to just stick the boot in, put the graft in, do the simple work. But he's got it in him for some. Obviously, the, the setup for Salah's goal and then his own goal. He's got the ability to do amazing things, but yet he plays simple football when he needs to because he does the job for the team. He's like um, he's like Lucas Lever, only doesn't give us away as many free kicks, and he's quality. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, I mean that maybe maybe been a little bit harsh on Lucas Lever because you know we become real, real, real legend at Liverpool, but and he never seemed to be the player that could you know throw the ball through an either needle. So Bino can do that. Mm. Um, he scored a couple of great goals now. Um, and he just looks confident and assured, and he does. I mean, we I, I know before the lockdown. He was injured, wasn't he? Come in and he just wasn't kind of up to speed. He was giving away kind of needless free kicks. And to a certain degree, that's his role. He's going to give away free kicks and stuff. But he was he always just seems to stick stick that toe in kind of ahead of every other player. You know, he's, yeah. he's, a, he's an athlete. Like. And um, last night was just back to his best, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I don't know what the rules are around football in terms of all the different bylaws and stuff. But we could have handily... I've started with twelve, with eleven outfield players, and just not played a keeper yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I mean, Allison didn't even really have anything to do, did he? Um, I mean, it was a blow for them with Sahar coming off. I mean, he's Sahar's the type of player that I mean, he's probably within the top ten players in the Premier League, easy, comfortably. Um, and on his day, he's he's as good as probably anyone to be honest. But he he, he was injured. I think he was he was injured before the game. The commentators were saying, and it was. He just kind of, I think they just started to kind of scare us and he had to come off. And then they didn't, I mean, I thought your man up front, are you? He put a bit of a shift in. Um, but I, I think at one stage, the commentators referred to 
I use like the, the schoolboy on the playground trying to run past everyone because there mm. was nothing really in front of him. Um, yeah, he, he had no help really at all, did he, in that game, which was which was hard. As you said, so hard going off didn't help them. But I, I wouldn't say him now and say Crystal Palace played bad because obviously I'm saying about not having a keeper in and stuff like that. It's not necessarily down to the fact that Crystal Palace played bad. We were just so on fire last night that I think any team in the country would have struggled to get past our back four. Yeah, I mean, that's you've put the hit down the head on fire. We didn't just score great goals. We didn't just play great football. It was a little that we know. Um, and everyone's been going on about it in the lockdown. We've had three months of our... Uh, people don't realise how good this Liverpool team has been. <laughs> it's a little bit patronising because before the lockdown, of the last five, six games, you know, we, we got beat by Chelsea in the FA Cup. Um, Watford stuffed us in the league. Mm. Um, and then we got knocked out the Champions League. Um, so it was kind of like, that was our wee blip. And that's kind of what a lot of people remembered. And we, we were trying to get reminded that we were actually a quality team. And I think last night we just, we proved that we are that quality team. And, it, you know, just because we were a little bit unlucky against Chelsea with the mistakes from Adrian, just because, you know, Atletico Madrid um, did what Atletico Madrid do to teams, it doesn't mean that our quality is gone. So, um, it was we just played really good football. In truth, we could have been five or six. You know, Sal at the end there, uh, we were chatting. Um, was that a cross or a shot? And we think, you know, it was probably Salah being greedy. Should have teed up Minamino and... Even your man coming on Williams, you know, that's that's his Premier League debut. And yeah. he did scored a couple, didn't he? Um let's just say I got my prediction closer than yours, Danny, so that's a good thing. You did, you did to be fair, I thought to myself, there hasn't been no real big firing games. Um so I, I think we'll be all right. But like the pool just came out of the blocks. Four nil is like I I'd love to say, uh like just the palace to me well as a flattened result. And I think it, it could potentially have been a lot more. And 4-0, just Liverpool, as you said, there was a few chances, Salah could have teed up Minamino, stuff like that. But a 4-0, you're going to take those shots on, like, and I think you deserve to take those shots on the way he's played. Um, but yeah, it, it could have been a lot more, but it was it was just a completely dominating performance, which is which is what we want to see out of Liverpool, as you said, especially because before lockdown, we did have a few little blips, and it happens to every team. It, it happens to all of them at different points. You see the great teams, it's, it's happened to Barcelona, Real Madrid, all the rest of them. Um, you have these these moments where in a big packed Premier League season like what what Liverpool have every season, you can have a few times where you get a little bit where teams get a little bit fatigued or maybe don't turn on for a game or whatever. Um, but it it proved last night that Liverpool had one game to get into it, get back into the flow, and then they came completely out of the block yesterday. I I also have to say, it just goes to show all the quality in our squad when we are full fit because. Arguably in the derby, Kaita was our best player. Mm. Yeah, the we cameo of like eight minutes last night. Um, just goes to show. I think that team that started last night. Well, I'll I'll, um, I'll say the eleven just to remind people: of Allison and goal, Robbo at left back, Van Dijk and Gomez at centre back, or Arnold at right back, one Alden, Henderson, and Fabinho in the middle. Then obviously the front three. I think that team there. I think it's arguable, but I think that's probably our strongest eleven there. Mm. Um, and I think it showed. I mean, look at that last goal for uh, Mane. It was like, you know, Mane out to um, Firmino, Firmino to Salah. Salah first time went his right foot through to Mane. Mane ball. just, uh, and it was like, I think, I think as a commentator, I keep referring to comments, but he said, you know, it was a Liverpool goal, the front three on fire. Um, and it was just like watching vintage Liverpool last season or two. 
Mm. Um, and I remind me, they're all 28 and they've all got a couple of years in them yet, which is kind of good. But I think we are at a stage now where we might need to potentially look at replacing them at some stage, um, which is scary because you just want them to be there forever and at the peak forever, don't you? Oh yeah, I think one of the things that will help us, I think, which whether it's whether it's bad to say or not, is the fact that because of everything that's happened this year with the lockdown and um, no fans being in the stadium and all, it means that I don't think there's any big business going to be done during the summer. And there was a lot of talk about Real Madrid trying to come in and, and get money from us. I'm hoping that that doesn't happen now this summer because of the money issues, and it means that we've got. Another another season to build on this, maybe bring in like a good player, someone who's going to really boost the squad. Because as you said, it's it's not just our starting eleven is quality, but you do have a few question marks and go, well, is that starting eleven the strongest? I think I think Matip's got a shout. Uh, I think uh, an yeah. form Alex Alex Oxley Chamberlain's got a shout. Uh, yeah. has got a shout, as you said as well. We've got a good squad as a whole, and I think maybe adding another person into that front three will just give that extra bit of competition and to build on that and have another season with this team you just wonder what we can do in, a, in another Premier League season well I 100% agree and it's we don't really want to get too carried away because look at the derby you know you miss Salah you take Rob both the team and you're all missing that little bit of a it's noticeable so it's it's kind of hard to um get carried away and get, when you realise in certain games you do like even the game against Chelsea we made a few changes in the FA Cup and uh, we just wasn't quite up to now, I know there were some mistakes by Adrian and you know if there wasn't mistakes by Adrian we could be looking at a victory but at the end of the day we did get beat and uh, yeah no, 100% it's just it's kind of making those little changes now, the only thing is you say things about like the money issues but I don't think it applies to the real real top clubs the likes here Man City's um, Real Madrid and Barcelona's I think even though Everyone's kind of like missing, filling the gaps with money and um, because I've had no fans and stuff like this. I think although it will have a major impact on football, I think when it comes to the real top excellence of football, the Real Madrid's, the Manchester City's, the Barcelona's, the Juventus's, I don't think it's going to hit them. I think they can still go out and do what they, what they want. I mean, you look at Chelsea at a transfer ban. So they had money put aside and they, they didn't win, didn't they? So mm-hmm. I think, although I, I'm hoping with, I agree with you, Danny, to your point, I think when it comes to top clubs and football, that there's no rules and they, and they can kind of, they'll, they'll probably sit there and be like, you know what, everyone else is skinned so we can take advantage of this. Mm. And you might, you might see a few cheaper transfers than what you would normally, if that makes sense. But let's hope that they all stay because the front three are just, whenever, whenever the day comes that one of them leaves, it'll be a sad day, won't it? Oh yeah, definitely. And it's not what you want to see. You you like to hope with the the whole ethos of the club that's been set up. Um, you'd like to hope that they want to be there, and they've all improved under Klopp. They've got great team mentality there. You you sort of think to yourself, well, why would anyone want to leave? And maybe five years ago with Liverpool, and you think to yourself, okay, well, you've got players like Stale, and maybe that are wanting to chase Premier League trophies and Champions League trophies. But Liverpool are at top essence of football at the minute why why would you want to leave we're, we're world champions we're European champions we're about to be Premier League champions why would you want to leave that squad where where is there to go at the minute that is that is better than Liverpool that I could not agree with you more and on a brighter note as well Lovely didn't get off the bench last night he didn't indeed <laughs> <laughs> so it shows the difference doesn't it just the positive about the yeah. chance 
<laughs> well, that's it. I mean, um, we, 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 I think it was great to see Williams come off the bench, and it was great to see Klopp make substitutions that like he wanted to make as opposed to have to make. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see. You know, um, we're recording this Thursday morning, so you know we're going out to run raid online right now, and and you know all our other um, apps like Spotify. Google Music um, and Podbean, but what I have to say is, in the next couple of hours, we could be Premier League champions, and that's like wow. Sitting here to think, in this day, we could be Premier League champions, and like we've talked about it so long. What's it going to feel like, Danny? I mean, I don't want to say or do. Or personally, though, actually, when I think about this, I don't want you know Chelsea to do us a favour and 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 we become champions today. I would rather us do ourselves against City. What do you think? What do you feel? Yeah, that's the question I was going to pose to you. Actually, what what would you rather do? Um, for me, it's a it's a hard one. I think at this stage you want to get it done. And I think I was I was chatting to my wife about it last night, and I said to her, part of me wants Chelsea to get something out of this game tonight, mainly for the fact that you want to get it done. I want the league won. Uh, I don't care how we get it done, as long as we get it done. And partially because of the fact of, as from, I suppose, a neutral perspective to a certain degree, and most neutrals might be thinking this as well, if you have Liverpool already won the league as we go into this City game, City have got nothing to lose. Liverpool will then have nothing to lose. And I think it'll be all out attack and will be a really good game of football to watch. Where I think if we go into the City game needing a result, needing points out of it, then I think we'll be real edgy and I think it'll be a real sort of sit back, don't want to push too far forward, really sort of counter-attacking and just sitting so deep and I think it won't be the best game to watch and I think we'll kind of win the game or draw the game, win the league at the Etihad, sort of going, wasn't the best final game, was it? Um, so yeah. it's, hard, it's hard. I see what you're saying, yeah, I, I, I get your point, I never thought of it like that. Um, I just would rather us win the league on the pitch and have that moment of like, you know, pure moment of ecstasy where you've won it, where the players are going nuts and yeah. we can kind of almost plan, you know, um, a get together to kind of like celebrate it a little bit. I mean, for me personally, I've no plans for this evening. I'll uh, I'll probably catch a bit of the game if I'm lucky. Family commitments depending, mm. and uh, you know, if we become league champions, I'll probably go to bed. <laughs> and that'll be kind of what happens, you know. So if we do it against City, you know, I'll kind of be preparing for it. So maybe that's just me on a selfish point of view as well. But anyway, um, as long as we win it, it's the main thing. Because you know what? Let's uh, let's just say it'll be one of the strangest things in the world if Liverpool don't win this league. But let's just say strange things have happened. So it's it's one of those situations where. It's not over, is it, Danny? And it, until it's over, it's not, and that's that simple. Um, I noticed, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm gonna show you up here, but Danny, I know Danny texted me during the weekday. He's, he's got flags and stuff ready online, and I've been a mouth all season, but I haven't got my flag yet because I'm just, I don't know, I'm just too nervous to get it. <laughs> get, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Because um, yeah, just to, just to elaborate on that, yes, I have a I've got a five foot flag with Jurgen Klopp's face on it at the Premier League trophy saying champions and all. It's going on the the roof of my house so that everyone can see it. But it's Klopp. not going up yet. My wife was saying to me yesterday, she's like, "When are you putting that up?" And I'm like, 
can't put it up until we've won it because I will look like a <laughs> moron if I put this up and it doesn't happen. I know, it's just, I, I talk the talk, but when it comes to actually walking the walk and getting the flag and all that crap, um, I'm kind of just, um, you know. But yeah, I mean, as a football fan, I think most people, and even in your heart of hearts, Danny would say, it'd be good for Liverpool to actually win it, as opposed to having another team, you know, not pick up a result and us win it anyway. Um, so yeah, I'll be if if I, if I catch some in the game, I'll be like, do I want City to win? Do I want Chelsea to win? You know, but there's always just that element of doubt that if City win, and then say City beat us next, you know, next week, mm. uh, there's always just that little bit of element of doubt, isn't he? Where like. They could go and win every single game for the end of the season. Yeah. And and what have we got seven games left? I'm sure in our lifetime we've have gone through streaks of not winning in seven games and it's kinda like it's probably impossible that we're not gonna win the league, but like I just uh I've been mouthing all season now we hit now that we've hit the, the, the final couple of hurdles, it's like, oh shit. <laughs> I know. The dream the dream scenario is that, isn't it? The dream scenario is that we like City gets something out of this game tonight and we do what we've done against Palace and we turn up at City and we absolutely do them over and win the and win the game and win the league in emphatic style against the only people that have a chance of being able to catch us up. Um, yeah. But as you said, you've been a Liverpool fan for long enough and watched through the hard times that you just think, I want to get it done. I want this finished and I want us winning this league and getting that trophy in the air. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, it would just be the... It'll be this season, unfortunately, will always be remembered the season that we've had coronavirus and things changed. And then secondly to that, it'll be the season that Liverpool won the league. Mm. Um, but it wouldn't be nice as a, as a weekend, as, you know, side note. It was the season that Liverpool won the league at the Champions that had won the two previous seasons and nipped them by a point the season before. Yeah. You know, we forget how good we were last season, how good this Liverpool team is. It, it, what a classic saying from Jürgen Klopp. Yeah, he said, didn't you? In his interview last night? Yeah, uh, no, the, the, before that, he said he was watching the Manchester City team and he went, what a team. He went, boy, imagine a team is 20 points ahead of them. They must be some team too. You know, it's like, <laughs> City. I don't think City you know, are, are just going for the motions. They really are like, you know, they really are going for it. So, it's just, it's just got to be done now. Who cares? It's just got to be done. That's all I can say, really, Danny. Um, but I'd love us to win it. And what what would be lovely for me would be sitting there probably two three nil up with twenty minutes to go, and like Jurgen Klopp bringing like Curtis Jones on or something like that, you know, uh, uh, Nico Williams on to like kind of give them the moment with with the players and. Mm. The future of the club and you know a scouser and that, that 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 for me would be my dream you know yeah um to see us come don't want it to be like two one with like two minutes to go and we're like holding on or we're two one down and we're chasing a, a draw you know, I just want it to be a comfortable like like the Crystal Palace game but something's telling me it's Liverpool and <laughs> we never do it these way do we we never do and the thirty year wait. Just proves that point, and but let's just hope that we can get it done. As you said, in a dream, in a dream situation, we want to go in, beat City, and and win it ourselves. And I can totally see what you, what you mean in terms of getting people together and and sort of enjoying the moment with people and the players enjoying the moment on the pitch. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, as you said, there's also that side of you as a Liverpool fan that hasn't seen the team win the league that makes you think, <laughs> I just want it, I just want it done. No matter how it comes, I don't care. Can I just mention as well, because of this being obviously a, a, the whole podcast being set up was because of the whole Liverpool Irish connection. Like, I live in a little village with a couple of thousand people in it, and there are flags everywhere. Like, flags from the lamppost, there's bunting all over the place. Obviously, there's going to be a big five foot flag on my house as well. Um, but, like, <laughs> everywhere you go, like, I was driving yesterday. We had a, a hospital appointment with my wife. We drove to Craig Avon. Like, there's just there's flags through the villages. Like, the support over here is unreal for someone that thought that the people outside of Liverpool couldn't be proper Liverpool fans like I would say there's as much flag over here as what there is in Liverpool yeah I'm fine the same in the small town I live in Shaban. Um yeah I mean when you, we've discussed it before when you grow up over here you're, um, you have a Liverpool or you're United and that, that's it you know and it's the United I think the United men have had their time over the years haven't they so Liverpool you know, Liverpool fans, they kind of, they adapt that we kind of scouse kind of in-your-face mentality sometimes as well. Mm. And uh, don't get me wrong, we've we, we've taken the bad times and we've taken the good times, but this will be the best time in our man and your short lifetime, Danny. So uh, we're going to enjoy it. And I know we're, we're you know, we would, they, they probably isn't going to be street parties anytime soon. Um, they probably will be, actually, but that, that's, <laughs> that's another. But um, we're going to enjoy it, aren't we? We're going to. We're going to enjoy it however we have to, and flags are part of that, you know? Yeah. And Klopp said that, didn't he, in the interview, because they were saying about the fact of them like not being able to celebrate in the usual way. You look at Leicester when they won the league. Obviously, they won the league through another team losing, um, but they all got together in Jamie Vardy's house. They all yeah. went mad or hugging each other. They said, you're not going to get to do that as a Liverpool team. And Klopp said, oh, don't worry, we'll party when the time is right. And that's the reality of what's going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, all we can say now, we haven't got long left in this pod, it's just when the time's right, we will go go for it. I kind of hope it's not tonight. But if it is, you know, I'll uh, I'll throw extra sugar in my cup of tea <laughs> and I'll uh, I'll raise a toast before I go to bed. I don't know what I'll do. I think Sky Sports have got a special Premier Liverpool Champions of England um, programme kind of um, organised. Um, so that'll be kind of I'll probably just watch that um, as for you know if it's if it, if it's next week I think I'll have uh, a couple of beers maybe shall we say <laughs> <laughs> but actually me and you have promised to, us, to ourselves that within probably half an hour Liverpool win the league me and Danny are going to set a Zoom call up straight away and going to record um, a good chunk of the podcast for us win the league so you get our kind of live raw emotion haven't we Danny Yep, yeah, and like oh. whether that be tonight, whether that be against City, and we're yeah. ready for it. Like, so yeah, we'll be. Um, it's I think which is just important to capture that that moment where we just yes, you know, yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to. That. But in saying that, I've said it before, and I'll say it until it's over. It's not over yet, so we just have to sit there and um, hope and pray, and just you know things go our way. But we'll see what we've done. Oh, we will indeed. And I think people will be wondering why we're not doing the analysis of the City game, but we've got a week and we've said that we're going to dedicate a podcast to this whole City game that's coming up, haven't we? Uh, yeah. And focus today on the analysis and really focus on how good Liverpool's performance was in the build-up to winning this league. Yeah, well, that's it. So, um, all going well, our next podcast will be coming up to the City game. 
and you know we'll probably spend an hour long talking about that because um, it's 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 kind of almost a little bit of fate, isn't it, Danny? That would that we could potentially win the league at City after them winning the two years in a row and nipping us by a point last season. It would be kind of great to do that. So, yeah, I mean, what can I say? Let, let's let's hope next time we're chatting, we're ready to go to a game to become Premier League champions. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. But until then, thank you so much for listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. We'll see you next time. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.